Final Analysis presents the Knights of the Rock Table. Uh, this is the first episode in the Summer Nights series. Uh, I'm Arch Madness, uh, a.k.a. Sir Asa Fraley. Uh, we do not have, no Lord uh, Blackmore of the Purple Deep. Tonight. tonight. We don't have him tonight. <laughs> he says he might stop by later, but uh, he has a uh, prior engagement. He's busy. And he's taken care of. Uh, Doug Blessing of Rock House, uh, Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. What's up, brother man? Hey, what's happening, Arch? Good to be back. Good to be back. Good to see you. Uh, Kevin Young of the Gypsy Kings, the Lord of the Thighs. Hey, guys. Man, we're back at it, boys. It feels this good. This is kind of weird. We're not somewhere. No. <laughs> we're here in the the confines of uh, the QFM 96 studios where we uh, record here in, in Columbus. And so this is different for us, guys. Are you cool with that? Yeah. I'll, I'll dig it. I'll and dig I'm producing it. it. So if you see me keep looking over, because I'm pretty sure that's the way all the big... I think Rick Rubin... <laughs> I think he's Mutt-Lang. got porn. I think he's got Pornhub on over I'm there. Sure that's, <laughs> I'm sure we that's... we can't see. That's the way it went. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I can tell you guys this now. All right. So uh, Dorsey and I, and then a couple other guys at the station, we sent the boys in black coffee a uh, a care package today. Okay. Oh, and, All right. Uh, I want to know. Sent about them this. a couple magazines. That nice. The, yeah. Well, the UPS guy was looking at us like, <laughs> really, dude? really, who you sending this to? <laughs> we just want to acquire one of these magazines. Oh, and this is going to be a cool show today, guys. You're going to dig this, and I believe this will be the first of a two parter. Um, we are going to have later on in the program Drew Fortier. He is a musician, uh, filmmaker, actor, author, and also the uh, he, he actually put together the 2015 documentary Attack of Life, the Bang Tango movie, and that's what we want to talk about. We all yes. Uh, Doug turned me on to this movie. I, you know what? And I remember seeing trailers online because I you know mm-hmm. always want to look up. We talk about the YouTube. Yep. You know, the YouTube wormhole, hole, or yep. the, yeah, whatever that <laughs> the is. The rabbit hole. And, and how we go through, because I'm always looking for live bang tango, if, if you can find it. That's a tough one. And I always saw stuff for the uh, for the movie, and Doug's like, man, you've got to see this movie, Arch. And it was good. And uh, it's really good. So we're going to have Drew on on the show, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that. That might be part due. Part due. Okay, so let's first off. We tend I, to get a bit wordy. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we haven't even got to what you guys are doing this summer. Yeah. Uh, let's start with you, Doug Blessing of Rock House. Uh, talk about the uh, the Rock House summer that you guys uh, have planned. Because I know you are busier than a, uh, a one-armed paper hanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We got. I'll tell you, this is the f- best time of year to be playing, uh, playing around here in Central Ohio. I'm sure Kevin would agree. I love playing the outdoor shows. Uh, we've got a lot of great shows lined up this summer. Several festivals. Um, big show on the 4th of July down at Standard Hall in the short Congrats north. Congrats on that. Yeah, I saw man. that, man. That's so that cool. is, this is a crazy story about Standard Hall. They have an award on their window. If you got, It is the number one Uber destination in the state of Ohio. There okay, you well, go. Yeah. what does it, okay. Yeah. So that means that people like to go there and drink and don't want to drive, apparently. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, so that's you've got a lot my of fun. Attention. Why haven't I been there? Yeah, no <laughs> now, you guys camping? The, I'm sorry, not to get ahead of myself, but yep. you guys doing the, the whole the, the campground thing again? Yeah. So we're going to be out Lazy Acres in Nashport. Um, and uh, that is actually on Labor Day weekend. That's going to be a great weekend because we're in Nashport uh, Saturday night, and then we play at Buckeye Lake at Papa Boo's on Sunday. Oh. So, yes, I will be taking the RV out there and uh, and making the most of that. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, of outdoor shows in Grove City, um, Benny's Pizza out in Marysville several times, and uh, Polaris Concert Series up on the north end. So we're hitting every corner of the of the, uh, of the the city. And, yeah, it's going to be a great summer, man. Looking forward. I hope, I hope this damn rain stops at some point. But, uh, yeah, we're ready. Ready to rock it out. June showers. 
Is that a saying? <laughs> no, I don't think that's a saying. I'm just, it is now. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't know what, don't know what just, they bring, but just we'll put see on it. some. But just, we're gonna get it. Yeah, wherever it is, they yeah, some, some Windex down your ass crack and walk <laughs> outside in Ohio. Oh, it's and it's humid. I don't oh. want to timestamp this program, but damn it, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Damn it, uh, Kevin Young of the Gypsy Kings. Now here's the deal. Before yeah. we even get to what you guys are doing this yeah. summer, uh, you've had quite the uh, the spring. What the hell? <laughs> Tell us about the surgery, the the injury, and uh, yeah, I, I had this thing with my right arm. I got hurt, um, pretty much ruptured the distal tendon on my right bicep. You should see so, the other guy. Yeah, and you should see the other guy. So I uh, had surgery. I'm two months out now. Everything's going according to plan. Great. Um, should be back behind the kit August. Okay. Now you so, sent me footage of you warming up, dude. I was just that was Are the you first time, me? dude. That was the first time since uh since April 9th when I set the kid up in the basement down in the in the uh, in the holler and uh just kind of seeing what it felt like because, you know, range of motion stuff like that, but I can't do anything snapping the arm or and it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why couldn't right. this happen in January? Well, there's you, no you, good time to be out, you know, for band, but you know what, while we're talking about it, God bless Bob Klein. Yeah, our boy. He's he, helped yes. us out you. tremendously. Yes, yes. He, he, he subbed uh, with you guys in Rock House uh, over at uh, Sloppy Joe's, and he has helped us out a ton. You two bands, you guys are like Marshall Tucker and it's Molly Hatchett. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost, yeah. The way you guys do it up like that. There's a Southern Rock vibe. I'm digging it, boys. Fire on the mountain, Doug. Uh, well, it, <laughs> it is funny, though, and I, I know a lot of bands in Columbus would do the same thing because I see it happen all the time yeah. uh, the weekends where – you know, you get to like Tuesday, and someone's like, "Dude, I can't make the gig." And yeah, then the next kid's you know, got a like, recital. So and so's gonna up. be playing with. Yeah, so I wish my kid had a recital because this shit hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, I bet. But no, it's all good. Uh, Gypsy Kings uh, got a lot of shit coming up, man. Some cool, uh, cool gigs. We're gonna be actually at Picktown Palooza. Yes. Um, coming up July thirteenth. So. Opening up for Enough's Enough and docking, baby. Let, let's, and that's a great segue into, I, I want to talk about something before we get to what's on our table, because there's a nice little trifecta coming up here. Yeah. If you think about uh, the, the docking and Enough's Enough, mm-hmm. then we've got uh, that, that Sunset Strip Tour with Faster Pussycats coming back around with, yep. oh, let me guess, Joe Lestay's Bang Tango, Bam. right? Yep. And then Sebastian Bach. Doing what? Doing he's doing the thirtieth anniversary on mm. that first album. He's I will playing not it. miss that show. I'll oh, there's no way. Yeah. Sure. There's I yep. expect to see both of you there. Oh, yes. I'll be now, sitting on your lap. He will not do a <laughs> podcast. That much yeah, I can promise that. you. He is not a podcast <laughs> kind of guy. I don't have to do not. that, Eddie. But uh man, it'll be cool. That'll be cool. That'll be so cool. It and will. he's he still sounds amazing. He still sounds I amazing. I saw him down at Rockfest eighties. Last summer. It was a good yeah. set, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. So he's doing the first album in its entirety, and he kind of threw out that invite to the other guys. And did you see Rob, the drummer? Mm. Rob already hopped in. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look up you? with you. Oh, no shit. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Right? That's what I said, you know? Doug. Come, I mean, on, come on, guys. Yeah, I know. Get Put your guys. pride away, you know, for one summer, and then you can be pissed off at him for the rest of your life if you want to. But everybody wants to see Skid Row. Yeah. Play these exactly. tunes one more time, man. Oh, if there was one band that I would have thought would have been able to reunite to do it. a long yeah. time ago, they would have been one. I'm like, yeah, it's one guy. You guys can't talk things out and get out there on the road and play for your fans. And man. he is, and look, he is a you. Um, humongous personality oh yeah i mean he is and he's well, he self- six six yeah but i mean he'll tell you <laughs> he's got he'll tell he's you got 
See that picture I had took with him? His freaking hands, dude. Yeah. His hands yeah. like baseball mitts. Yeah, and just anyway. and really one I of the best singers of that era. You can't take one that of the best away singers in me, metal. Man, one is. of the best singers in metal. Yeah, and it doesn't. I talk about it on the air on QFM all the time. Coming out of eighteen and live for I mm-hmm. remember you or Youth Gone Wild as you should from that first album. He's that good, man. Uh, he he is, man. He's that damn good. He's one of those guys that really doesn't get the credit. For the pipes yeah. in the in in the business in the era that he kind of came from, yeah, because right. there was a lot of good singers and man, they came out when they came out. I'm sure you guys remember, man, they came out hot. Yeah. I mean, after they uh, they played on Saturday Night Live and uh, yeah, it blew I'm, up. Yeah, it blew up real quick. And they um uh, when they played the show at the Newport here, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but it was uh, uh I remember I couldn't go. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember that my buddy and I were going to get up in the morning and buy tickets. Right, like, yeah, it's going to sell out, man. It'll sell out. We'll get up and get tickets. And we got up in the morning, and they were, and that was uh, um, back when um, uh, they had several rock radio stations here in town um, because it was so big at the time. And they were like, the show sold out in eight minutes at the Newport. Nice, and uh, that was a big deal, you know. Yes, they, it yeah, was. They, yeah, they took off. Yes, yeah. it was, and. Uh... You know, if they want to pull a couple off uh, Slaves to the Grind, I wouldn't be upset either. No. MTV didn't hurt. No, no, no. and and touring with Bon Jovi right. as much as I bag on bit. on them. But you know what? And the same thing happened with Cinderella, and we all yep. did it. You know, I'm gonna. I guess I don't want to throw a lump you guys into this, but the whole thing of well, we're not going to see Bon Jovi. We're going to see Cinderella. We went out to Legend Valley. There mm-hmm. you go. And then you go, you know, come up to Columbus to see uh, Bon Jovi and Skid Row. It's like, well, I'm not. I'm not going to see Bon Jovi. Yeah. I'm going to see <laughs> Skid Row. Right. right. It was always yeah. this kind of that thing. You, Skid Row's another one of those bands, which I'm I'm not, I'm not purposely trying to segue, but it's going to sound just like one, Arch. But uh, Skid Row is one of those bands. There, if they would come out two years earlier, you know, just a couple yeah. of years earlier, because yeah. they, you know, because uh, their first album didn't come out until what '88. Um, yeah. If you think about uh, that first record, and then I mean, Slave to the Grind is almost that. I mean, that was like '90. Mm-hmm. You know, and hell, I saw them open up, or I saw them with Pantera, not that opening up. But that was ninety-one. Yeah, yeah, ninety-one. So, so. Yeah, and that's we'll get to that. The we'll difference to the between those era. two albums is uh, not to get on a Skid Row tangent, but the difference between those two albums is immense. Yes, I mean because they, because mm-hmm. you know Skid Row, they, they lost did, some people. They had the look. I mean, for sure. So I understand why they were marketed the way they were when they came out. And I think they listened to the record company just a tad too much when it came to that. Yeah, Maybe. and I and I think they just the way the music was going, I think they wanted to get heavier, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, you watch those old Pantera home videos and there's Sebastian Bach right with them, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think the people that they were hanging out with, their influences, I mean, you think about how much Sebastian loves Kiss and Priest and mm-hmm. and, and and these bands. I mean, there was there was a lot of harder influence yeah. Than just the uh, than, than the hair scene for them and right and as much as I mean everybody wants to bang on Sebastian, you can't take away from the guy that he's a hell of a talent man yeah and you know what and like he says he even admits uh, yeah those songs those guys had those songs right they were in the can he came in and they're nothing without him no those those songs are com- no those songs are completely different mm-hmm. the way he approached it yeah and, and it, at the time you know if you guys remember i mean it was you know his voice obviously is incredible on those you know especially on those those two albums those but he two. also had the look and you had to have the look back then yeah oh, in 1988 yeah. you had to look the part and he was a tall and you had to get the girls drink. to the show that's yeah. why we're not recording this uh, yeah right yes right. that's why we're uh, we have the faces <laughs> with Christ, look love. at us <laughs> yeah but the uh yeah but man he, he he was the whole package for a front man i mean he was right but you know what yeah we say he's crazy he's an asshole whatever 
He's no more of an asshole than Axl Rose, the other guys Rob, that we look at. A million other guys that we all love, and you know, from back well, in the day. It's I'm just, just pissed a, because he doesn't he doesn't want to do podcasts. Well, and That's let's, exactly let's, right. let's, let me get that out. He. Let me get that out because people kind of got confused with me tweeting that out. Yeah, thinking that like me and Sebastian were going back and forth. That wasn't the case. Sebastian, no. you wouldn't know me from from who from you know from Jim Thomas doing traffic. He, he has no idea. <laughs> who I am. Jim Thomas was just in here. Doug. I apologize. He just kind of no, stopped was, in yeah. earlier. I was in the he traffic. The That's why I wasn't here. So, but, but. <laughs> Help me, Jim. But he made the comment. Damn it, Doug. That, I'm a that uh, and it, obviously I know with the 30th anniversary of that first record coming up, he goes, I don't want to be in your podcast. Yeah. He was just saying that to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of retweeted it and said, hey, man, not all of these podcasts. This is a great chance for us to discuss this music. I mean, there's only a couple songs on that first album that I get to play on the radio, right. yep. and the podcasts give a lot of us in the, in the in the radio industry kind of an option to talk about the music we love. It opens Ge- the catalog. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? I like Sweet Little Sister a whole shit ton more oh, than any of those hits God. you're talking no about. Yes. So I, I just you. that's that's what I get to talk about here, right. Sebastian. So that's. Why it's like, man, come on, don't I get it? And I told him not all podcasts are recorded in in mom's basement. Right. So I just I still think I still think we can get him on here. Maybe I think, yeah, I think know, we can get him on here. In worst case scenario, maybe we I can hook up with him when he's in town and just, you know, yeah. see when chat with him. I'd love to have the same kind of discussion with him that we all got to have with, with Don Dawkin. Where you oh. can ask just a, just <laughs> Shit, a few, the, although I'm you sure it wouldn't be as chill as Don Docker was. You'll never get that opportunity but, but again, that's bro. Just to say, hey, man, you know, when you think back about that, what 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 was your attitude coming out of that first album going to the second one? Were you thinking, this liquor kind of music horse. is on the rails? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> liquor and right. Less cocaine, more whiskey. Yeah. But they, you know, but they, were you thinking to yourself, hey, man, we've got we've to gotta grow and change our style a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to get swept away with all these other bands because music is changing. Or you just like, hey man, we're on top of the world. I mean, because you—I don't know if you guys remember this or not—but when Slave to the Grind came out, it was the first hard rock slash heavy metal album to ever hit number. Oh, come it, out it came at out number one. Gangbusters. It, it yeah. came when it, the first week oh, on the charts. It, it came into the charts at number one. So that was a big freaking deal. But I wonder what their attitude was as a band. And I'd love to ask him that. The same way we got to ask you know Don Dock and Hey, when did you guys feel like you were you were at your peak? You Those know? guys all wanted to fight each other. You had. Motley, you had Skid Row, you had Axel and the Boys and Guns and Roses, L.A. Guns, all those cat, Faster Pussycat, all those cats running up rat, and down man. the strip, man, and Rat Throat, don't leave Rat out. Mm-hmm. Those guys wanted to kick each other's ass, man. But then when it came time for the Moscow Music Peace Festival, mm-hmm. well, they all fell off the wagon. <laughs> yeah, that it's time to, time to get on an airplane together. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that plane trip. You know, and we all know. We've we talked about it. We could probably all fit in an airplane together if the booze and cocaine is free. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, think about no that. No. The they, strippers they, won't need a seat because they'll be sitting on the okay. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. now. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kev. For sure, though. I yeah. mean, think about that, boys. That would be some, you know, the footage from that flight right there, but, boy, that, that, that would be something No, that got destroyed. Yeah. In a fire on purpose. I'm sure. I'm sure. I would love to have the opportunity to hang out on a on a on a hotel patio like we did with Don Dock and no shit, with Sebastian. You, you know, oh, yeah. everyone's always like, "Well, Sebastian's an ass." This, that, and everything. You hear the same shit about Don. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, when we're all just kind of hanging out at the end of the evening, and he was he was you couldn't have been more cordial to us. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, he was, was so great. damn cool to us. Oh yeah. I mean, and and if anybody ever says, "Well, Don Dock and he's a he's a prick. He's stuck up. He doesn't tie you." 
Bullshit, man. That's right. Yeah. Bullshit. He, was, had he was awesome. He had more than one opportunity to tell to me, scoot. dude. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. I know. I got. Yeah. I'm here and with he a girl. I'm trying to relax after a <laughs> yeah. show. But you know, same thing with Dave Lee Roth. You've always heard how much of an a hole he can be. Yeah. Dave's like just nuts. And yeah, he's <laughs> just crazy. I'm but convinced. I, I know you guys listen to a lot of the same stuff that I do as well. And. I've heard some interviews with Daily Raw. I've never heard anybody be so open and honest, honest. and just like the Joe J- Rogan was amazing. Yeah, it was that amazing. Joe Rogan I mean, podcast. He, you know, just somebody that's like, well, sit there and talk. It's like, yeah, shit. If he'll do that, you know. I mean, you know, all these guys, they're just people. You know, I mean, shit. We and all, can, we everybody all has assholes. a bad day. That's everybody right. has a bad day. Right, but man, exactly. when you catch them, sometimes it's it's cool like that. Yeah. And even every once in a while, a blind squirrel gets a nut. Mm, what kind of nut, Kev? Well, <laughs> I don't know what segue that is, but I can't wait to see where that goes. What is on your table? What's on your table? Let's go ahead and start. Uh, Kev, let's start with you this, this right, go man. around. What All is right. on your table, brother? I'll tell you what, guys. Revolution Saints. I can't yep. get off of oh, this I know record, you're a man. fan. Light in the dark. And, and the title track is my favorite track. Uh, Dean Castronovo. Uh, lead vocals and drums, Jack Blades. Everyone knows who Jack is. Bass guitar, Doug Aldrich on guitar. Guys, the harmonies, the melody, the music is just kick. I need to give ass, that. I need man. to give that another. Oh, you from do. When you originally it's it great. Yeah. yeah, terrific. I'm getting behind. Oh, and then uh, <laughs> my number two is L.A. Guns. The latest, The Devil You Know, going high. I love that album. There's man. no band, and we we've said it. And guys, I think I can say this safely. There's no band from that era that's making better current music than them. I'll give you those that. records I, are fucking awesome. Yeah. Those records are awesome. We need to get out and see them. We They're do, man. Slacking. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen the the devil, you know, and then uh, the missing piece. Yeah, I have yet to see those albums. And honest to God, I would go see them. I would drive. And I know they've been to Cincinnati, but there's always been another show. I know, whether it's Rock House and Faster Pussycat or whatever. <laughs> I always support my boys, but I, but it's just I, I got I wouldn't care if we heard the early shit. Mm-hmm. I could go without it just to hear these last. There's not too many bands yeah. from that era. Well, I was pissed about the Bullet Boys. I want to hear their last two records. Yeah. I think Mark's writing some of the best music he's ever written. Mm-hmm. Strong, and I would man. love to hear that than a 10-minute version of uh, THC Groove. Yeah. Yeah. You, How, you know? Yeah, I wonder if, uh, on that note, Kev, since you're opening for Enough's Enough, I wonder if we'll get to hear uh, hear them play uh, Diamond Boy and... Um, oh, my goodness. I guarantee Metal Heart. It. Metal Heart. Yeah, boy, I guarantee Metal Heart's yeah. in the I hope set. we get to hear those again. Yeah. yeah. I do, too. Yeah. Boy, that changed our uh, opinion that. of that, of that mm-hmm. album. I threw that out. I throw that album in now, even hey. more so after hearing those songs live. I loved it live more than I did the studio. Yes, we all did. yes. Yeah. What's what are you what are you digging off of uh, of the L.A. Guns, man? There's so many. I know going you, high. Yeah, that and the needle to bone. Also, I'd put that right behind it. Those are my two favorite tracks. But man, it's a great the, record. Fucking Tracy's. Yeah, and he's playing out of his mind. Phil singing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. God damn. Phil still sounds good. Yeah, he does. And he was older than the other guys. Yep. So what's there? What's that put him yeah. now? But I'm telling you, man, he oh, sounds phenomenal. He, lo- he, he looks the- damn near exactly he the does. same. Too. He does. He really does. He looks damn near Dude's exactly the same. Dude's been in one of those Austin Powers ice crypto chambers. Hey, yeah, right. and, as, and the way we talked about Sebastian, as far as being unrecognized as a singer, uh, you can say the same thing about Tracy Guns and where he should be as a guitar player. I'll give you that too. On on as far as the Sunset Strip, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, the bed. Yeah, yeah. Tracy from, Guns. Certainly is from the that man. era, I would you you put yeah. him up there in the top four or five. And think about the no influence, doubt. and just think about the that whole tree, the Guns and Roses tree, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it, it, he's he's in there. Was anything else you wanted to add on that, Kev? Scotty Coogan just joined L.A. Guns uh, at the beginning of the summer. That's right. I know you were stoked yes, about that. because he was uh, part of uh, Fraley's band. That all fell that apart. All fell Everyone apart. knows yeah. how that ended. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he was that having... That was when he kicked them all out and hired uh, Gene's band, right? Yeah. yeah. We, should have an, we should have a segment that's just called uh, <laughs> Missy Tong, Attention Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Missy, right. please. And that's yeah. another one, Miss. That's another one we, we want. want. Missy Tong to book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Get us some L.A. guns. Uh, Doug. Doug Blessing of Rock House. Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. What's on your table, oh, bro? No. Well, I, I wanted to make sure. Uh, so we're recording this episode just a few days, two days after Father's Day. This is cool, guys. My uh, my daughter for Father's Day got me an original vinyl copy of what is now commonly referred to as Led Zeppelin's Black Album, in, in Through the Outdoor. How cool is that? Original copy on vinyl. It's actually got one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs on it, of course, uh, Fool in the Rain. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was pretty stoked to get that on vinyl. see that. Yeah, yeah check me. it out. She picked oh, that up in an antique there, store just uh, up in Westerville. So they had a handful of vinyl there, and oh, she grabbed me a Led Zeppelin vinyl for uh, for Father's Day. Actually, got one in here. The of. guy sitting at the bar, though, that's just that's always you kind of focus in on that. You know, you always if you look at it like a piece of art, you <laughs> yeah. know, and they are. Yeah. So uh, that's on my turntable. Um, I'm gonna make a mention of it's this really band, good. and the only reason I'm gonna mention it is because I want to see if we can get them on. So there is a band making a buzz out in L.A. right now called Salem's Lot. And I sent them, I think I sent I remember a video that. of them yeah, you a couple sent the months nights. ago. Salem's Lot, two T's in Lot. Um, obviously, take off of the Stephen King title from oh, back thought, in the I day. I thought it was Ronnie Lot. But these guys, you got to look them up online because they um, they've got huge teased hair, Totally going for like the glam slam metal jam look. Playing you know? on a patio, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're but they're you know they're they're hot in the in the scene out in out in California, not not just L.A. but all over the place. Um, and they've got obviously got like a regional following out there. So uh, I've been listening to some of the music. I, I go to in the worm worm uh, hole on YouTube. Oh, I love because these guys' that. videos are big and fl- I mean their hair is teased up two feet high. It's it's awesome. They're wearing leather and they've got you know the the big uh, ornate guitars and just big licks and heavy, you know, um, you know, big screaming vocals. Are you cheating on Power Wolf? No, no, man, I'm still on the. (laughs) Let's get Missy Tong to get Power Wolf to the states. states. Attention, please. Thank you, metal whore. uh, So I'm gonna see if uh, I'm gonna mess and reach out to them and see if we can talk to these guys because I would like to talk to a current rock band who is fighting their way through the ranks out in California. Right. You know, what's it like now? Like you our know? friends, like and our it, friends in Black Coffee. These guys are doing. Yeah, like Black Coffee's doing. But these guys are L.A. guys, you know, mm-hmm. and they're out there doing it. They're living it every day. They're promoting themselves. They've got a couple albums on YouTube, on uh, iTunes and so forth. And uh, they're going with the big image and selling the T-shirts and the website and all that stuff. So I'd like to talk to a band like that and find out, hey, man, what, what's it like out there? What do you do? How do you promote yourself in this day and age, in that kind of a scene, we'll set know? that up, man. Do I some will. work and let's let's uh, let's get them on the uh, let's get them on the nights of the rock table. Yeah, That'd be I'd a fun to, discussion. I'm with you, Doug. That'd yeah. be fun, That'd dude. Be cool. You bring that up, promoting your band. I wonder if it's the same way. You remember looking through Hip Parader and Kerrang and Circus back in the day, of course, and and all the all of your favorite bands going out and ripping off, and they still talk about to this day, ripping mm-hmm. down the poster of the band that's playing Friday Night at the Whiskey <laughs> and stapling theirs and up. putting your yeah, man. on it, yep. Does exactly. that shit still go going on? Going in the restrooms huh? and putting up your poster and your stickers all like, over the wall. And... Is everyone such a goddamn snowflake that they won't do that? Yeah, right. Well, they don't want to offend the band that's playing on Thursday, so they put it on the backside of the pole. Trump yeah. made uh, mention <laughs> of it uh, the other day. 
and I know we're kind of time stamping us. I'm going to really time stamp us here in a second, but um, there is, and look, I think in past in the past 15 to 20 years, there's been some wishful thinking, but guys, there really is, and and it's we know with with black coffee, mm-hmm. there is something going on yeah. in the music industry. God, I hope. Keep so. your fingers crossed, gang. He he feels that way, and I know he kind of slobbers on the rival sons Struts. and uh, the struts and. I I, I I don't want to downplay that because right. any because because that that when I talk about Greta or I talk about black coffee, people are like, yeah, it's not really my thing. I would never disparage. I, I look, man, fucking rock, right, guys? Mm-hmm. That's so right. that's that's where this is at. There's and I'm totally cool. There's plenty of room, as we know, with all this shit that top forty kind of pumps out. As good that, as Boston is, the world is hungry for new rock. It's and coming. Roll. It's coming, mm-hmm. and they're really we guys. It hasn't happened since Seattle. No. You can say what you want about new right. metal. You can say what you want about this, the stuff that happened there in the early 2000s and late 90s. Not really. Not really. And, and I'm with you. I, it feels like there is something happening. Last night, and we talked about, we're going to talk about this, the attack of life. I watched it again. And they're talking about, you know, everyone's doing this with the same guitars, the same drums, you know. It's word to, it, word to pen to paper, you know, from hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing it the same way, but it's how you approach it. Black coffee, what those cats are doing right now, man, hasn't been done for 15 years. And, and think about this, fellas. They're going out. Right. It's kind of, it, that's what feels different about yes, this. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because they're going out. They, they had the same dreams that the three of us had, mm-hmm. where it's like, man, wouldn't it be awesome? To except, go, especially you two. Except they had way Just, cooler parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Papa Matt, this wasn't going to, yeah, just right. I yeah. couldn't get out as quickly. Wasn't no, going to let me quit job, high school. Boy. But my no, ma- but. My mama wasn't going to be pushing but, me out but, to LA to but, make music. But it's, 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 you're right, Kevin. It's, yeah. it's, it's come full circle. These guys are going out to yeah. LA mm-hmm. and they're recording rock music. And it's like, wow, maybe it has come full circle. I just, I, I, if it happens to be LA again, I would love that more than anything because it just seems to kind of produce the music that we like, guys. You yeah. know, it's hey. the vibe. Yeah, you know, it's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Did you guys speaking of uh, LA and LA Guns? Did you guys happen to see uh, that they sold out two nights in a row with the whiskey? Oh yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, pretty so awesome. That didn't surprise and, and me. Sebastian, really awesome though. Yeah. Sebastian yeah. did too mm-hmm. with his thirtieth anniversary. Sure yeah. did. That's great, man. So That's what awesome. else is that? Uh, I don't want to so, yeah, step so I, on you, know, my you old Doug. Stuff, or uh, I was the uh, into the outdoor and uh, um, yeah. Say I, I I picked up on this band uh, Salem's Lot on YouTube. So. Uh, I want to, if you're out there listening to this and you want to check out something new, check them out. Uh, so I am going to timestamp this a little bit. Uh, I was going, uh, this wasn't the actual album I was going to pick, uh, and I'll get to that other one here in just a second. But with the news, and I'll go ahead and timestamp it. Uh, yesterday we found out Dave Mustaine uh, went on to his Facebook and Twitter and said that he has throat cancer. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of was a, sh- you know, just kind of the shot heard around the world there in the, in the thrash metal community. I, I do consider him the godfather of thrash metal, and it kind of shook everybody to their core a little bit. It does sound like, and Kevin and I were talking about this uh, last night uh, via text, that it, it's it's it, 90%, Doug is what, I mean, he has a 90% uh, recovery rate on this, so mm-hmm. nothing but good vibes That's right. to, to Dave Mustaine. Uh, and I just want to remind everybody, if you have a, if, if you forgot me talking about certain things, but uh, peace sells, but who's buying is probably the perfect thrash metal record. Yep. So uh, be sure to listen to that. I just wanted to throw that out there.
Uh, what is on my table? What is on my table? Uh, this is Rebel Meets Rebel. This is David Allen Coe and the members of Pantera. Woo! This came out. Oh, no way. Never heard of that. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So, so, it's, so it's basically, it's the Abbott Brothers, Rex, and then David Allen. Okay? Dude. And um, this is this is such a fun record. And, and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to... I was going to kind of talk about what uh, Vinny wrote, and this came out in 2006, so this was just a couple years after uh, Dime had passed, and uh, they were big fans of David Allen Coe, mm-hmm. and they wanted to kind of always record with him, and they made, it was I don't know if it was a lost weekend or the exact story of it, but they recorded this music with David Allen Coe. Wow. And uh, it says, Welcome to Rebel Meets Rebel, and this is the, uh, this is the from the, like in the liner notes, this is the letter that Vinny wrote. And he says, uh, this is the Rebel Meets Rebel uh, venture into the concept and music with an open mind. He says, Dime loved this record. So David, Rex, and I are fulfilling the dreams and adding this to the incredible legacy uh, by bringing you this music. And it is, it's something else. It, it's like nothing you have ever heard. Dime even, there's one particular song where Dime and David Allen Coe kind of go back and forth on the on the on the on the song and it's it's awesome uh some tracks to to know cowboys do more dope than rock and rollers uh Arguable. rebel meets rebel and well david alco makes some great he makes some great points in yeah. this song yeah. uh rebel meets rebel the title track nothing to lose it's just it's some really good stuff um it's like it's not metal it's not country and that's kind of what they say it's a little bit of both right. and it's just it's a really really fun album and I would suggest if you're ever hanging out with your buddies, uh, my guys, you know, we like to hang out in in the Hawks Nest or whoever's garage, having a few beers after everybody's in bed. Uh, this is this is the record that we like to. This is one of those ones that uh, the good old boys like to to listen to. <laughs> um, and there's how, some. And there's how some, long ago did you pick that up? Uh, I got this when it, when it came out. This came out in '06. Okay, wow. So yeah, so it's been out for a long time. But it's one of those ones that. And we we we've discussed this where there's certain when summer rolls around mm-hmm. or with, you know when the fall rolls around there's different times of the year uh, when you're just kind of there's different things that kind of trigger yeah yeah and, and and this is that time of year for me I, I love throwing this on especially on a Friday night in, in the summertime and, and jam on that you guys cool, um, if you if either one of you want to want to listen to that you're you're more than welcome to it's it's a it's a hell of a record. Awesome. It's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> so Rebel meets Rebel. So now here we go. Uh, we're getting clo- we're going to close out uh, this first part. This will be the first segment. Uh, we are going to have Drew Fortier, uh, who actually put together the movie, The Attack of Life, the uh, Bang Tango movie. We're going to talk to him uh, in the second part. But this is something that uh, Doug and Kevin and I have been uh, we've been kind of putting it together in our minds. There was an era that we want to discuss on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And for no other reason, I've just labeled it the lost era for the music that we love. And we talk about the Sunset Strip, and that's a lot of where our focus comes from is the L.A. music scene in the 80s. Uh, There was a lost era. Now, if you guys want to, we can kind of come up with it right now if you want. I threw out 89 to, to, to 93, but quite honestly, 88 might be... Even a little, I think, acceptable there. If you yeah. start thinking, I don't know when Blue Murder came out, yeah. but but there, I do actually, yeah. right? So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, that's but, that. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? So yeah. Doug, I, why don't you take it? Because well, I was the same way, but I was thinking in my mind, like to me, uh, I knew things were were different mm-hmm. um, when I heard uh, when when the Black Crows came out. 
when Shake Your Money, Shake Your Money, yeah. Maker came. Late I, 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember, I knew things were different when Jackal came out. And then I realized that things were really different when uh, Nirvana came out, as we all did. And I used to get a, we used to get a weak signal for the station Z-Rock 103. Oh, absolutely. We used to get a weak signal for Z-Rock um, at the restaurant I worked at at the time. I worked in the kitchen, and me and my buddies listened what to Z-Rock. What city was that in? That was here. It was, in, it was just over here in Linworth. So we got our, it was a, not a good so signal. So just outside of Columbus then. Yeah, north all end right. of Columbus. So it was a weak signal on a, on a, on a shitty day. You didn't get it at all. Really? But we'd, we'd put it on. We had the boom box over the, over the dish sink, and we put on Z-Rock, and they were playing all the shit that we talk about in here. They were playing Skid Row and Bullet Boys and Guns N' Roses and even stuff like Tough and Blue Murder and you name it. And, uh, and then one day, honest to God, we turned it on, and the station was fucking gone. It yeah. hadn't changed to country or something. It was gone. Dead. They Z-Rock took the died. damn thing off the air, and that was when, and that was when right about two, three months after Nevermind hit when Nirvana— and that station disappeared, and then I remember thinking, "Oh my God! Like mm-hmm. this is this is re-. like the music, like the shit that we love is going away." Okay, now and Kev, before we get to your take on this, I, I think and and Doug, I'd love to to hear what you think. I, I think there's a couple different layers mm-hmm. to this lost era. We're gonna talk about Bang Tango. I know there's another band that's the initials are SK, and I'm going to let one of you guys run with that. <laughs> I'm not going to steal everyone's thunder here because I've got a secret weapon. Here, I, I brought you, a secret, I I brought a secret weapon that you guys it. will yeah. never think of. Okay. But I think there are different levels of this. Um, and, I, and I'll bring it up with Drew. Bang Tango, I, I'm telling you guys, they could have... That was wrong place at the wrong time. Absolutely. Now, there are bands that we love, the Pretty Boy Floyds of the world and stuff like that, that we know that that was just... There was no getting around. They they were they were yeah. poison on steroids, yeah, yeah. And, that, and there was a handful of those bands oh, sure. that we love that we love oh, yeah. that we love, but they weren't going to move on. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that pisses us off is this one band that we were going to mention. I'll let one of you guys mention them, the SK band, <laughs> but 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 also Bang Tango, mm-hmm. where I think they they were their own thing. I really and and I'm like I said, I'll bring this up with Drew, and I've said it on here before. I think they were of the mother love bone kind of vibe i think there was a funk element there was um i i do i really think yeah. they could have survived if mother love bone could have survived mm-hmm. and kind of went with the dudes from pearl jam and and before eddie and all that stuff i think if they would have taken off this would have kind of went with them yes i think bang tango would have been a little more palatable for everyone and because they are fucking, they're amazing yeah. they're an amazing band and we're going to find out how damn amazing they are when we uh, get this uh, second part going, but Kev, what do you want to add to that? I just think there's two. I think there's a couple different layers to this. Bands that didn't have a chance, and the bands that are fucking awesome, and it pisses us off that they didn't get the chance. Mm-hmm. To compare, you, you've got all, and and you you kind of touched on it. All those bands that tried to do the poison on steroids thing, you compare that to what the country music genre did at the same time, and country just blew up mm-hmm. at the same time and i bring that up because i was working in country radio at that time sure. so i and i and i watched this and all the and all the industry rags the billboards and all that crap country radio was pushing all this garbage and the public was just eating it up and in I the mean, same vein and you know what it's still going on today if i might say yeah but on the rock side man it, it totally had the opposite effect it didn't work for whatever reason. 
Right. Do you remember? I, I don't Kev? think it was that the music was bad. I, I really can't put my finger. No on one the can, and that's why I want. I would love to hear yeah. Drew's take on yeah. this because it baffles the three of us. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't I, put my, my my finger on it because now today. It just like we talked about, you got enough's enough, and Doc and coming back to play Picktown Palooza, you got Warrant playing all over the fucking country. You know, enough's enough was in cats. this. Enough's enough is in the lost era. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're in, in the lost era, yeah. guys. They, they got caught. They but they, they shouldn't have. They should. They did survive. No. Chip survived. Yes. Chip survived because he's smart businessman. And we. Yes, yeah, he, is. he is. But that, but that was more it. of a. That was more of a cheap trick thing. They used the 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 hair and glam and the makeup. Yep. To get signed. You're right. Mm-hmm. But they were more of a cheap trick, Beatlesque type yes. band than than these other ones. And that's they're one of the ones that it pisses me off. Yeah. Enough's enough. Bang Tango. Mm-hmm. This, is somebody gonna fucking say Saigon Kick here? Um, yeah, I am gonna say oh, Saigon Kick. Right. But I, Kevin, I want it because you did country radio. I, um, I, this is awesome because I just had this uh, discussion about the same kind of thing with our friends, uh, the Coolos, a couple weeks ago. Oh, so love you, you guys. <laughs> damn it. So you remember Greta Van Fleet? So- <laughs> Don't, damn it, Kevin. I have just, I've been good about it. Kevin, Stop uh, it. So since you did country radio, now the same way that our bands got branded hair mm-hmm. bands, mm-hmm. do you remember what they branded all those acts in the early 90s, the country acts? Hat acts. Yeah. They called them hat acts. Garth Brooks comes out. He wears the big cowboy hat. Then you got oh, you know, wow. the Clay Walkers, the Tracy Birds, all those guys coming Except out. Except for and Marty get- Stewart and... Travis Tritt. And Travis Tritt. But they but they pushed, you know, they took all the same way that the record companies did with all the bands we love, where like you said, they had the yep. big hair, the makeup, the tees, the the animal print and all that shit. And they had to have that look and they pushed them till the till everybody was blue in the face and you had to do something different like You're Guns right. N' Roses did. And don't make no mistake that Guns N' Roses did start out wearing makeup with teased oh, hair and they just decided they not to. Well, look at those early Pantera f- uh, yes, pictures exactly too, guys. They, everybody, they was, sent me we that. Were, yes. everybody was trying to do it. But they they're a disco metal band. But I'm that's telling what happened. you. Know, that's I'm what telling happened. you. Something, <laughs> something hits like a Garth Brooks yeah. or a Poison or in Motley Crue or a uh, Nirvana and they take 4,000 acts exactly that look and sound exactly the same, and they shove them down your throat. Why do you and think can't Laurent last, did you know? the dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich dude on their album cover, The Pig with the Bow Tie? You know? <laughs> and, and can we, you know, I'm glad you brought them up before we get to Saigon Kick, because I know Doug's going to want to talk about that. But I, <laughs> Janie Lane, yeah. and look, I know, I think he was different in that. And as successful and as huge as Warrant was, it almost felt like a lost era band as well because they were on yeah. the ass end of it. Mm-hmm, right. And Janie was such a good performer, and live great performer, songwriter, man. great songwriter. Yeah, great songwriter. Yep. And, and, and just he was he was different. I I think I think Janie Lane and Tom Kiefer write circles around Brett Michaels, and I love Brett Michaels. You're right, but I think I think those guys write rock music. They, they write they write fucking circles around mm-hmm. some of those hair bands that were. 20 times more popular. And they than talk them. about that in the Attack of Life, don't they? They do. They do. We'll yeah. get to that. What do you, so let's talk about Psychon Kick, then we'll, well throw Saigon this Kick, Adam bomb you know, um, I say, uh, I, I'd love to get together with you and grab Josh Kulo. We've got to get Josh Kulo on this. Talk about those first two <laughs> And Rick albums. Ethan, uh, our, my buddy, the, the yeah. writer. He, yeah. He's, he's, you got to get Rick Ethan. You know, he's a Psychon. And, and, you know, and our, I've got, I mean, I've, right? We should have a Psychon I've heard you say it, Arch, on a dozen of your different violent analysis when we're talking about albums. But the first two albums thing, first two albums, first two albums, first two albums. You think yeah. all the bands we love, first yeah. two albums. For me, it was the same thing with Saigon Kick. I mean, I'm not going to say I, 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 they were my favorite band all the way through their career. 
But those first two those albums first were two, kick man. ass, man. Strong. And they were so different from the other stuff that was out uh, at the time. You couldn't categorize them, but they got lumped in with all these other bands that we're talking about. And uh, yeah, they definitely got lost in that shuffle for sure. The only reason that they guys like us are still talking about them is because they had the incredible fortune at the time to have a radio hit with Love Is On The Way. That you saved know? them, man. It saved them. You one know? tune. Yeah. And Chip one talked tune. about that. Yeah. yeah. He had one tune. Bang Tango had one tune that gave him five, ten years. Gives you five and years off of that. And that is the exact same reason why people still talk about Extreme. If Extreme wouldn't have had a hit with more than words, you're right. you would have never known. Lost their, era. their first album is and nothing special. And how talented special. is that yeah. fucking band? Yes. Oh, uh, my right. God. But, but yeah. in the Lost Era is one of my favorite albums, and I was I lucky know. enough to tell three Gary Schroen, yeah. oh, Three Sides to Every Story. I know you love Three yeah. Sides. And I three love Sides to Every Story. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's I a love killer record. Graffiti dearly, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, so, but same thing. Extreme was lucky enough to have a hit with More Than Words. Otherwise, they would have disappeared along with 4,000 other bands, but they made it, they survived. It gave them enough time to survive right. another couple of years and have Mr. another Big. album come out. Mr. Big Mr. was. Big. Good yes. one, Kev. Yeah. Another one. Yep. Now, mean, there's different levels. They're different class. levels. They, now, they... Well, yeah. World-class I mean, yeah. Gil- Gilbert will God do that for you. Pa- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, you he's one of, the, one of the best, Kev. Yeah. Billy Sheehan on bass. Billy Sheehan, best basses of the era, man. I know. I mean, you could argue that. You yeah. could. You yeah. could. But Mr. Big, with that that yeah. song, they saved their bacon. They kept them alive. Yeah. But there's all the... Like I said, there's all these different levels. Where you had these bands... Slaughter. Do you think Slaughter... I mean, were you... I tell you what. There's some people... Like, I got buddies that I'm super close with, and I'm not going to mention them, uh, Mike <laughs> Austin. But, uh, I mean, it just Mark Slaughter's voice, it just drives them crazy. They don't they don't like it. They don't. No. But, yeah. man, there was some solid stuff in there once you got past the, yeah. the Flight of the Angels and stuff. And you want to talk about it. And Wildlife the... was a kick-ass album. Yes, but it, it was. But yes. I things, I, I actually, that was my album of choice the summer that I yeah. lived in Myrtle Beach and worked down there for the summer. Was Why'd Wildlife. you come back? Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you lived in fucking Myrtle Beach, dude. I ran out what of denim. I don't know. Have you looked yeah. outside? It sucks. <laughs> So I got a million reasons, Kev. We'll talk later. I've also mentioned Taiketo on this show, so I don't need to go into yeah, that. Yeah. But are you guys ready <laughs> for this? Boots, so right. We could go on forever. Here's the yeah. thing. All yeah, right. Dangerous Toys. Uh, yeah. Dangerous you toys. Can, are they Lost Era? Electric yes, Boys. Oh, Electric, yeah, Electric Boys are definitely. Yeah. All right. Before All right. we mention this, are you guys ready? All right. Here it comes. Yeah. And I'm going to say this one, first two albums. Little thing called... House of Lords, boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Right? House yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? House of Lords. Yeah. These two yeah. records were and they phenomenal. Just and, and, and they dude, just nobody knows. Yes. Yeah. And I can only say Dust. it to you two and the people who listen to this podcast, House yeah. of Lords, and people mm. give a shit. Yeah. No one else is like, Wait, what? What was the House of Lords? Yeah, I don't know. I say House of Lords. was the song they had that actually got a little bit of traction around that time? It was on the first album. Oh, yeah. Well, for the first album... Okay, are you ready for this? So you had, uh, let's see, Love Don't Lie, and I'm trying to think of the, uh, I Want to Be Loved. Yeah. I Want to yeah. Be Loved. I Want to Be Loved. So they had, but then they had, there was a couple videos for that second one, and, and you know, they yeah. were kind of uh, kind of a hodgepodge of people as the, I mean, they were just, it was a revolving door mm-hmm. after that uh, after that first record. But that was basically, if you, House of Lords, if you want it, you go, you start with, uh, you start with Angel, and then Greg Jafria leaves that, and he uh, forms Jafria. Right? Who didn't love Call of the Heart? I mean, come on, guys. You love Jafria? They still, they still play Bam. it on Hair Nation. Still play it on Hair day. Nation. Yeah, right. So then Gene Simmons wants to do something with Greg Jafria. wants to produce an album or something. 
But you got to lose that Jafria shit, like he told Kip Winger. You got to yeah. got to lose the Kip yeah, tone the hair. Got to lose bit. the Kip shit. <laughs> so yeah. then that's when House of Lords, and that's where that came from. Uh, especially the first record with with Greg Jafria, and the, actually I think Greg was on the second one as well. But I'm just saying that that was kind of the uh, that's how that all broke down. And these bands were trying to stay alive. You, you know, you look at all the side project projects, and we'll talk about it when we talk to Drew. But you think about what Joe Lestay has done. I mean, with Beautiful Creatures and all these other. Like side projects that him and Kyle Kyle did, and mm-hmm. and it's just everyone was just trying to stay alive mm-hmm. yeah. at that point when things weren't working out in the lost era, right? You know when you they didn't have any flannel on. Craft. Yeah, but they were. And I appreciate and, that. And they were, but they were all great songwriters and musicians, and yep. it's just you know you loved it, you loved it, you loved it, and then the record company said, "Well, we're done." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's you. like shit, man. Yeah. Still great records. I mean, those, look what LA Guns is doing. Look what uh, Mark Torian's right. doing. Yeah. I mean, and those guys, you know, at the time, I mean, you read, you know, I know you guys have read dozens of books. Like they really, really were passionate about the stuff that they made after their, you know, their hit albums. The stuff they made after that, they were so passionate about. It, it was a labor of love, and they put everything they had into it, and none of it ever got anywhere. Right. Which would have been really hard to deal with as a musician, especially if you were the one writing the songs. You know, but going in there, like you taught here a lot of these guys. I mean, I've read, God, man, we've all read dozens right of these books. Be here, like, when you know, we so we put out this album in '92 or '93 or whatever, and they put everything they had into, into it, it, everything, we and, all, and nothing would come of it. We all watched Attack of Life, the Bang Tango mm-hmm. story. How many times did you guys hear Mark Knight say, Broken hearted? Oh, yeah. broken hearted, drink. drink every time. And there you go. Yeah. That That's your answer, Doug. Yeah. They, oh, they pour man. their heart and soul into a oh, record lo- for one year. Love after the death. The next one for two fucking years, and then we're not going to put this out. And then you out. get to taste it for Broken a short hearted. period of time. I mean, Bang, Bang Tango got to taste what? the MTV rotation and the, and the big tours, and then all of a sudden, poof, Ricky Rackman. What a yeah, great right. segue, yeah. guys. That's a yeah. great segue. And, and quite honestly, I knew coming in, Greg's like, try to keep it to about a half an hour. So, Good uh, luck, Greg. 45 yeah. minutes later, we knew it was going to be a two-parter. There's so, so, much, so much more to this whole thing. So, I, I mean, we might need to revisit is. this topic. Again, I know. So, the again. Lost Era. So can yeah. we can we settle on something here just between the three of us? Sure. So now, I, I said 89 to 93, but when I started talking to you guys, let, let's push it to 88. Okay. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, it was, start, right. it, yeah. was, it, yeah. was, it was percolating yeah. at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So how far into 90s do you want? I mean, do you want to say? Because I said 93, but I'm totally cool with 80, 94. Uh, Is 94 too far? I'd, I'd have to look. I'd have to I know. remind I know. myself I know. when I know. a couple of the albums came out. Let's just say 88 to 93. Spiral, that's five years. It, it fell off so quick. Yeah. Yeah, it might and only be five years. That's, that's and, why I married and an accountant. honestly, well, there you go. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like it happened overnight, but I do remember still buying, like, you know, uh, Three Sides Every Story, uh, Slaughter's uh, Wildlife. Thing. Those came out in, like, 92. Those are 92. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then, like, I remember, like, you know, still grabbing a few here and there um, as bands came out. You know, Jackal still was making music, and, you know, uh, Van Halen was still making music, albeit sort of. not nearly at the level sort that of. we liked. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but, you know, I was clinging on. So I, I'll go 93. Okay. Go 93. All right, yeah, 88 yeah. to 93. I think that's a good one. Kiss Alive 3 came out in 93. Okay. okay. So if you All want right, to put Kev. a bow on Fair it. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That yeah. is part. Pull. Oh, pull. What year is that? 93. 93 that man. was 93. 93 that, that was 93. Was that, that not their best record? It was. That was their best yeah. record. God I'll, damn, I'll, you brought I'll, up Winger Pull. That welcome. is totally. Rod Morgenstein. But yeah, that record was totally different. They had grown yeah. up and great. they had. There's a lot of great songs on that album. There's a. Oh, Down Incognito, boys. Yeah, there you All right, go. that's enough of that. Yeah. All right, so that is, that is part one 
of this Knights of the Rock table. Uh, you got to stick around for part two. I don't know when part two is going to be released, but it will have Drew Fortier, the musician, filmmaker, actor, author, and he put together the 2015 documentary Attack of Life, the Bang Tango movie. And we're going to talk about that, The Lost Era, and some of these other really cool projects that Drew has on part two. What do you got, Kev? And if you would, also make sure wherever you listen uh, to your podcast, yes, sir. rate and subscribe. Oh, Hansberry. We appreciate you. Oh, Hansberry. God you're bless gonna, you, Hansberry. You're going to drink for free now when you're around Thank Hansberry. You. That's that's my goal in St- life. Stick around for part two, guys. Part I am, two. For the, for the Knights of the Rock Table, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis presenting the Knights of the Rock Table. Stay frosty. <laughs> Every once in a while, a blind squirrel gets a nut. Mm, What kind of nut, Kev?